greens first off and before we talk about my my birthday party in Breckenridge there was something you said last podcast when we got together what was that bud I think it was something about keeping my seat warm on the FIFA throne. Oh, I'm not worried about that, dude. It's it, you're you're done for now. Now I am. Oh yeah, yeah you're done for now. I'm shaking in my boots. Here. No, I, yeah, I started playing the uh, the online seasons. Yeah, you're toasted now. Yeah, well, hopefully Enjoy your while record you can. improves. Enjoy it while you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, what are we sitting it like is. twelve and three? Hardly, hardly that. You're out of your mind. You've never one time beat me in public either. It's only behind closed doors where you can. Finally get it get it working. So I have to beat you in public for it to be I've true? Got, we've got a whole office of people that can vouch for that. In fact, no one in that office has ever beat me in public. I think you have nightmares about me. No, I'm not worried. But I'm glad you asked, actually, Jay. I only... I don't know. I think we probably went down about 80, 90 slopes over in Breckenridge. If you haven't been out to Colorado... Um, and you do ski. Uh, I learned a few years ago. It's definitely petrifying out there on the slopes with two uh, pieces of wood attached to your feet. But to answer your question, Jay, I did not run over anybody on the bunny slopes. On the bunny slopes. See, you just admitted it. But on the green slopes. On the, the greens I'm are sorry. bunny. Get the, I'm sorry. But blue, blue or nothing. H- hilarious story before we kick off this pod here. Um, I myself went on the blues for the first time here. And if you know anything a little bit about skiing or snowboarding, blues are a little bit steeper than what the greens are there. And feeling a little bit of confidence. Might have been that liquid confidence. Uh, coming out of lunch. Ripped a blue down beautifully. Second time I'm ripping a blue. Things didn't work out so well, Jay. Yeah, you're not too great on things that go in a straight line. Yeah, well, the, if there's the, trees on either side, those stories are for <laughs> another day. Those stories are for another day. I, I'm I'm known to not be well on uh, two wheels, let alone two pieces of wood. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, welcome everybody to the Inner Miami Podcast. I am Jay Kington. Joining me again after taking a week hiatus, Mr. Alex Papa George. Just a week, and it's good to be back, Jay. Is it? I think it's pretty, pretty. I'm kidding. It's pretty lovely. good. It's uh, lovely. Before we do get started, do want to shout out some new countries that tuned in. We got Nicaragua, España, Italia. I don't know Spanish for Belize or Taiwan, but shout out Nicaragua, Spain, Italy, Belize, and Taiwan. New listeners in those countries tuning in. We love you guys. Yes, thank you for tuning in, and thank you to everybody else who's tuning into the podcast. Uh, if you don't do so already, go ahead and follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, whichever is easiest for you, or you can go ahead and drop us an email. Go to either innermiamipodcast.com. We have an awesome new website up there, new additions on there as well, so you may want to check it out, or you can go ahead and email us at Alex at innermiamipodcast.com. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I do want to give a shout out to the Northern Pack. I uh, went up to an event that they were hosting uh, at the Eagle and the Lion, a a British pub in Boca Raton. Uh, Jose had sent out the invite, but met a bunch of, uh, you know, different uh, pack members. And we had a really good time. We had a couple individuals uh, from Inter Miami, from the front office there. Uh, there is a fifth supporters group now, actually. They is told me, yeah, it's called, uh, it's, it's the, the front office's supporters group called the Office Outlaws. The, the Office Outlaws. The Office Outlaws. Okay. All right. Know. All right. How big is the group so far? Probably like 12 people. All right. The 12 group song. You got to start somewhere. Got to start somewhere. But outside of that, uh, there has been some news 
there's been some bad news. Do you want to? How do you want to do this? You want to do the good news or the bad news first? You know, you be the bearer of bad news, Jay. All right, bad news today just broke probably about an hour ago. Uh, Mr. Julian Carranza, our uh, striker, has injured his foot and was carted off the field. And we do not know the extent of these injuries, but carts are never really a good sign. Yeah, they're never a good sign in sports and carts do not mix. Typically, when that happens, we have a terrible situation on our hands, Jay. Yeah, and unfortunately, the thing about foot injuries is there's not a ton that you can do about them unless it's something, you know, rather serious. If you have like a broken, uh, what is it, metatarsals, what are carpals in the hands and metatarsals, metatarpals in the feet. If one of those little tiny bones gets fractured, there's not too much you can do. But just let it heal. Uh, there's a certain level of pain there. Uh, I've, I've had them broken. It's not comfortable. So hopefully, you know, we get a good uh, diagnosis and a speedy recovery. Yeah, listen, I'm no doctor here. Uh, many things, but no doctor. As you're rolling up your sleeves, I like it, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's time to get to work here. Um, but as Jay said, you know, carts on the field with athletes, never good. There is no immediate word out of camp about the severity of the injury so we're just gonna have to sit back hold our breath a little bit we are recording this on january 30th which is a thursday so we'll be dropping this on friday morning and as jay said this news just broke out of camp i yeah an hour hour to an hour and a half ago yeah you surprised the hell out of me i thought you were joking yeah, uh, we just synced up after work here, and I came over. I was like, dude, you uh, see the new injury, what happened? And he said, no. And I said, well, Carranza is uh, getting carted off right now, man, and didn't really believe me. No. Well, now I do. That sucks. That's that's, uh, that's a serious hit. If, if he can't get, get back in uh, you know shape, ready to play soon, I mean, we're getting really close. You know, now is not really the time to be messing around. I mean, we got preseason games coming up. Uh, you know, in February, the closed ones are going to start earlier than the open ones will be the 15th and the 22nd, but, uh, that's a key player we really need. So go ahead and step up to my boy, Jerome Kiesewetter. Yeah. Um, love that you mentioned, uh, Kiesewetter's name, little hint, hint, stay with us till the end of the episode. We dropped some hot interviews, the last couple of podcasts, one with, uh, Mr. Luis Agudo, the other one with Mr. Luis Robles, if you haven't listened to, go back a few episodes, go ahead and do so. But hint, hint, stay with us till the end of the episode. Um, really excited about what I have here to say because I'm focused on the positive news. All right. Well, I will let you go ahead and be the good guy here. Awesome. Thanks, Jay. Uh, <laughs> new player signing. We have a new player signing here, uh, Nicholas Fagal. Uh, he just joined the club as of, shoot, probably an hour, two hours ago, probably right when the injury with Julian was uh, going on there. Yeah, when I looked it up, he, his that story broke like 30 minutes before the Carranza injury. Yeah, and you know, obviously two different two different positions here. Uh, Nicholas plays more on the defensive side, again, reinforcing and strengthening our back line, which shaping up to be just a tough out for any team in the league. Yeah, yeah. And, and Nico uh, has been practicing with us really since the kick of, of training camp. So uh, we mentioned this is kind of like a test drive before you buy really cool situation. Uh, and so, you know, there's some other 
players actually involved uh, that are not technically signed to the team, but coming over, practicing with. And, um, you know, Nico, a strong defender, 100 appearances with uh, Atletico Independiente, which is in Argentina's uh, premier first division. So, you know, kind of funny thing is, is he has been playing on the opposite team of Carranza, of Pellegrini uh, in the past. So that to get them all together is uh, is pretty cool, but a really great defender, 25 years old, entering the prime of his career. Paul McDonough loves this guy. Happy that he uh, kind of took that leap of faith to come over and, and train with the team. And look, everything worked out. And now we just have, just like you said, a, a back line, which is formidable and deep. To say the least. Um, he did not. He's, he actually fills one of our international slots, so he did, didn't go ahead and take one of our DPs. We're gonna go ahead and use a targeted allocation money. With, tam, Tam, Tam. As you know, we've gone over the definitions of that. If you don't know what Tam is, go ahead and look it up because we're not gonna get back into that. Yeah, we have an arsenal of Tam and an arsenal <laughs> of Gam. Uh, so that's the good part. Is they were able to pay this, so he doesn't take up one of the DP spots. He does take up the international spot, but. Good news, kind of jumping ahead here. I know we have this subject slightly down, but um, we just freed up two international slots because both Carranza and Pellegrini received their green cards. So they are no longer uh, international players. They are now residents. So we have two more spots, uh, which is great for, you know, as far as trying to sign these players that are coming over from Europe or South America. Yes, to fully make the transfer complete for Nicholas here, we have to fully have the transfer certificate put through as well as process his P1 visa. Um, in doing a little bit of quick research, you know, a lot of listeners out there, I'm probably sure scratching their heads saying, what the heck is a P1 visa like myself? Um, it is designed for athletes, musicians, artists, those of which uh, that can come over here and, you know, act as kind of like a work authorization type of form. Those are kind of your general um, types of authorization forms that you may have if you're internationally uh, born. Um which is kind of interesting because the whole idea of the visa topic has been something that's been kind of transpiring around the team uh, with Jay, one of your favorite players on our squad. Yeah, so uh, Christian McCone, uh, he just joined the team for training camp. He's been out uh, waiting for that visa to come through, uh, well known as the Beast. Uh, heard this week someone had the nickname of T-Rex, so whatever. I like both those. Dude's an animal. Uh, he is now practicing with the team. Uh, just after that first day, you know, his feedback from the team was great. He really, uh, you know, I think he said uh, all the guys seem to be really great guys off the field as well. So, you know, part of being a good, a good, uh, you know, football club team is not just your skills, but but how well you can mesh together and, and be a family and be, you know, one cohesive unit. So, uh, thank God Christian is back with us now, or I guess with us now. Uh, we're still waiting on Lewis Morgan. He is also waiting on uh, a similar visa. So he will, uh, I mean, these things do take time with the government. Everything goes slow, but he'll be here soon. Yeah, the visas, they're not something that you can just kind of clap your hands or snap your fingers to come and get. These visas do take time, even considering the P1 um, visa that uh, Nicholas is trying to get right now. Those do take anywhere between about three to six months to actually fully go through, which is a little bit of an interesting loop in this whole thing. I mean, the government's slow as hell. Have you ever been to the DMV? Unfortunately, I think we all have. Yeah, right. Or we exactly. should all have. 
And I was uh, I was just kind of looking into this, and actually, so over in in Europe, there are other factors outside of like, are you just signed to a team? It's there are factors are like how much are you actually starting? How good is the team? How much money is the team bringing in? That go into these factors. So you know, I know we've dealt a little bit in the uh, visa space, kind of working through some stuff work related, but it can be a pain in the you know what. But you know, they'll work through it. They'll get the players we need, and uh, everything's really coming full circle now. Yeah. Um, signing players here. We have uh, about a handful more roster spots to fill out. We still have two DP spots open here. Um, and the probably the other big news out of camp was obviously, um, as we've seen a couple of players go here, we actually had our first trade from Inter-Miami happen. Uh, Mr. Brian Meredith, who was uh, one of our goalkeepers, he has been traded to the Vancouver Whitecaps for a fourth round pick in the 2021 Super Draft. Um, so that was, we had four goalie goalkeepers now on our team. Obviously, Drake was signed about a few weeks ago. So that, you know, I think definitely solidifies Mr. Uh, Luis Robles' position here as our start, starting goalkeeper. Um, Luis, if you noticed in today's uh, kind of media outlets and media coverage on Thursday. He was not a part of the team. Uh, he was actually on meetings. He is a part of the um, players players union actually, and he was over renegotiating the CBA. The CBA was actually due tomorrow, which is Friday, on the recording of this podcast. But the players association, or I'm sorry, the players group and the association did get together. They filed for a week extension. Mm-hmm. The closing of the agreement and deal should be happening here probably early next week. But that is why Mr. Robles was not at practice um, today. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I mean, you, you hit on a few things there. Uh, you know, Meredith, uh, Brian Meredith, we, we did mention that he was picked during the expansion draft and hasn't really received a ton of playing time over the past like eight years. We, we thought that he'd be used as trade stock. It, it turns out he was. We acquired the fourth round pick uh, from the Vancouver White Caps in the MLS Super Draft. Uh, you know, we are freeing up some space. We have about 23 players signed right now. We need to have 30. That's the limit on the active roster. Uh, again, we did just free up two international spots. Each MLS team, actually each just U.S.-based team, is allowed up to eight international roster spots. So added two, lost one with Nico. But uh, we've got a lot of uh, ability to sign the players we want right now. So we'll see. I know Paul McDonough doesn't want to um, wait until June to sign some DPs, at least one, if not two. But at the same time, he said that he wants to be patient with it to make sure we're getting the right players. Yeah, I think when originally, you know, a lot to touch on there, Jay. I think originally going back to the Brian Meredith situation, he was our fourth goalie. And obviously with the signing of Drake Collender, um, that kind of solidified it, right? When we had Drake selected, it wasn't officially signed. So I think we wanted a little bit more of that security or that reinforcement. Now that we're trading Brian, I think that this actually sets us up very well for for next year's draft. Obviously, this brings back an asset. We had four goalies on the team, I think one of which is the obvious standout right now. And I think that we're just kind of working towards actually gaining assets in the future, which is which is important to the sustained growth of the team. Yeah, well, just given you know that, that we can only have 30 players, it, it doesn't really make sense to have four goalkeepers. Agreed. Know, ha- have three. You're obviously going to have you know Robles starting. You'll either have John McCarthy or um, Drake Callender 
you know, on the bench in case anything happens. But for the most part, you know, no need to have too many goalies. Let's leave that for, you know, the other positions. We definitely need to add some more to the attack in the midfield. Defense is looking great, but uh, it'll be interesting. These next couple weeks are, are sure to be filled with some sort of, of big news because I really can't imagine we hold on to both DP spots until June and the season is starting to creep up and creep up. And we'll be here really before we know it. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see who we who we add. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get in player rumors here in a few minutes. But obviously, as Jay said, we still do have two DP spots. We've heard that Paul is trying to fill these slots before the season gets going. But hey, if we need to hold off on one of those slots until June-ish, I think that's totally okay. Especially if we bring in someone of the likes of Silver or someone like that. But I think as Carranza goes down today, you know, that also offers a room for a younger player to get some playing time and some recognition and some runs with potentially the ones. You know, we have Mr. Roby Robinson who came out of the draft, what was that, two weeks ago or so? Young player. Uh, someone like that that can kind of step into the role a little bit more, get experience, you know, play with Kisa better, uh, go ahead and kind of gain that experience that a younger person may not have the ability to if they were sitting on the bench not having that slot open up. Yeah, well, I think, you know, Robbie Robinson's role was always going to be coming off the bench. Um, I don't know. I, I, I honestly, I don't think they'd thrust him into the spotlight like that. I think they would kind of move some pieces around. You know, we, we still got Juan Aguadello who can can play up there. Uh, we got Jerome Kisabetter who could play, you know, at, at a right wing or, or you know, uh, secondary uh, striker position. I really think what this is going to do, it's going to probably most likely draw Pellegrini from the midfield out to a, a wide position in the attack. Um, I just, it's tough to really kick off a season, assuming Carranza's injury is really bad, to kick off a season with a kid right out of college, you know? No, I agree. And I'm more or less talking about. But there will be a lot of playing time that he's going to be getting if this injury is serious, regardless. Yeah, and I was talking more about the growth of a young individual here. Mm -hmm. I My personal belief is that we still have players to add on the attack, so I don't think that this is something that's going to be a, a long-term solution for us. But, you know, to your point, you know, we don't know the severity of the, the, the Julian Carranza injury right now. And this could be something of six months. It could be six weeks. It could be six days. We don't know what it is, and I think that looking at our roster right now, we are absolutely stacked on the back line. Our midfielders are filling out, and I feel pretty comfortable with them from day one, but it really is our attack that we need to focus on. It is, and you know, I was a little nervous with, with Nico, with the signing of Nico Fagal, because you know, he's, he's worth some money. I, I, I thought that they might be you know, using a DP spot on him, so I'm really glad that they could get the, the, the TAM in place. You know, I don't think we need a, a DP defender. We need a DP midfielder and, and, and definitely a DP striker or some capacity of attack. Yeah, um, I couldn't agree more. Um, I think that there are still pieces of the puzzles to be made. Maybe some trades to be had, too. You know, we don't know, too. This this is an expansion team. Pieces move really, really quick. And, you know, you look at your you look at the calendar here, Jay, and we are just a few weeks away from kickoff. Yeah, I mean, we're literally, what day is it? We're about two weeks away from from the open preseason game, and I think what the the closed one was like February sixth. I mean, stuff's stuff's rolling, but yeah, you're right. I mean, March one, I mean, we got to be ready. You know, we we can't come out not knowing what's going on. We need to have this stuff figured out. So it'll be interesting to see how this story develops. 
uh, big story on our hands right now. We'll be with you every step of the way. Um, really excited to kind of get into our next segment, which I know is a fan favorite. Uh, just like a J favorite here. Love some player rumors uh, rumors around the mill. Uh, we actually had Mr. Nicholas uh, Fagal on our player rumors, but that being said, we called it so well that he is now signed with the team. So, Jay, why don't you kick it around a little bit and tell the people what uh, what's going around the cooler? Yeah, so you're right. I do enjoy this, man. Because some of my favorite times when FIFA would be the transfer windows, when a team could be reshaping. You know, nothing like getting a great player in the transfer window. And this stuff is always exciting. Really, on, at any level of sports, doesn't matter exactly you know what the sport is, but these are always exciting times, man. If the NFL is doing trades, the NBA is doing trades, it just it can really change a team completely. So uh, you're right, Nico, first one on the list. Cross that one off. Uh, the 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 really, I think. Major news, which kind of came of a surprise, is that David Beckham's kind of trying to scheme up this this amazing move to to swoop not only David Silva but also Sergio Aguero, also known as Kun Aguero, one of the best strikers in the Premier League. Uh, and I'll tell you what, I would take those two in a heartbeat. People that have played together uh, coming over in, into this squad would be great. It is. A bit of a reach because I don't think Sergio Aguero is anywhere near, uh, you know, really falling off that hard. They were saying he fell off because he went from like 23 goals to 21 goals. And it's like, whatever, you're still putting up numbers. We'll take that all day in the MLS. Uh, that was a major one. Uh, Christian Tello, who's a winger from Real Betis in La Liga. Uh, he was also recently linked to a move to Inter Miami. Uh, that was reported by... Uh, a Spanish outlet in that he's in advanced negotiations with Inter Miami. Although there's, uh, you know, also interest from a few other La Liga sides, uh, Keltan and uh, Hitefe. Um, but, you know, outside of that, we're still, you know, pushing for uh, Roger Martinez. Um, we've got the Sports Illustrated is now reporting that uh, Rogelio Funes More who is the striker for Monterey, where uh, Diego Alonso coached, could be up for a reunion. Uh, he was actually the Galaxy's uh, backup option because the Galaxy just signed uh, Chicharito Hernandez. So Javier Hernandez, awesome Mexican striker, played for uh, Manchester United, coming to L.A. Honestly, not a better place for him to land. So many uh, people from Mexico already you know, live in that area. And he's really going to be a, a, a good uh, kind of centerpiece for everyone to get excited about in the post Zlatan Ibrahimovic era. So we'll see what happens with uh, with Mori. Uh, could be great. Uh, one I am extremely excited about is Chelsea winger Pedro. Used to play for Barcelona. Plays for the Spanish national team. Uh, has an offer on the table from Inter Miami. I would love to have a Chelsea player come over. Uh, so that is also a possibility. And then outside of that, we've made a late offer on Mr. Edison Cavani, who we have talked about probably too much. It feels like we're beating a dead horse. Since day one. Really, yeah, since day one. Um, we will see what happens. It, it looks like all signs are pointing for him to join Atletico Madrid in La Liga. But you gotta, you got to have a hope and a dream, man. What what's life if you don't have a hope and a dream, yeah. Jay? But I like really pretty much 
all these players I'm, I'm okay with. Uh, I, I, I like, so. I, you know, <laughs> I really like, you know, where we're going. Uh, obviously, uh, Roger from Club America would be a great addition. He really is entering his prime and a, a stacked attacker. I mean, he, he can pretty much do it all. But uh, you'll see that I, th- I think most people really want to see a, a big-name star from Europe. I mean, a lot of people are starting to get a little frustrated. Nothing's happened yet. We tell them be patient. Most of them are available in June. But that's really the last piece of the puzzle that we want to know is who are our DPs? Yeah. I, couldn't, I mean, this, it's really the question of the hour, right? Of it, the month, of the of, of probably the last probably you know the, few months, yeah. yeah. I mean, we've been sitting on these DP spots, waiting for a big new name to break. You know, we we were told that part of the reason that a lot of the advertising around the Tri County area um, was kind of held off on was because that we didn't have that marquee, that big you know name that we could really kind of spotlight on our team. You know. The team the way that it is today, you know, it, it doesn't have that huge, huge name, even like a Chicharito, like you previously had spoken about, you know, who can kind of, you know, claim that like glamour type of it. Now, I'm not saying, you know, the team isn't going to get to that point, but I think everybody out there is still waiting for that big name to come on. You're 100% right. And you know what doesn't make it a lot easier on the team is the fact that David Beckham is the, the face of this franchise, right? And everyone knows that David Beckham is a he's, that's a sexy name right there. That's a that's a household name worldwide right there. And everyone was really expecting uh, his relationships in his pool to be able to bring in, you know, a really big name European star. And I'm not saying it won't happen, but we live in a time where we want it now, 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 and people get impatient. You know? Yeah, well, listen, you know, a few of those player rumors that you mentioned there, it's 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 not even the first time we've laid down an offer to them. So conversations are being had. It's not like we're sitting back. There is a strategy. And obviously, I think everybody is pretty excited to see how the team gets out there on the pitch and kind of shows from day one. But uh, there is a strategy involved here. And like you said, David Beckham is a huge name worldwide. It, it, it's an attractive piece of the puzzle. And, you know, whatever he's doing out there, I'm sure he's giving it his all. Yeah. I mean, this is completely non-related, but could you imagine if David Beckham and Brad Pitt had a baby? <laughs> uh, Does he just in, come out with like a 12-pack? Like just sh- shredded? Probably with just laying in a bed of just $100 bills <laughs> and just gold showering around them. But uh, it's an interesting thought. Would, would, would the baby come out a boy or a girl? Oh, it would be the most masculine man of all time. What if it was just like the baddest chick out there? So, uh, you're talking about an infant child right now, so. Well, I mean, you took it to an extreme by okay. saying okay. Brad Pitt <laughs> and David Beckham's kid. <laughs> so, gear, gear down, big shifter. <laughs> all right, all right, I'll sit down, I'll sit down, I'll sit down, I'll sit down. Um, but, you know, I, I that's basically the, uh, the majority of the, the new news that we do have. I know that... Uh, we have a listener question that we're going to get answered. Um, we've got some exciting upcoming episodes and you're over here smiling. So I will go ahead and let you, uh, speak to those. Well, I mean, I'm smiling because I, this, this last week has been an absolute blast. Um, like, like we say on every podcast, Jay and myself thoroughly enjoy 
all the conversations that go on in Instagram, Facebook, email chains. We have a few WhatsApp groups out there today. That was delayed. <laughs> we opened them pre, pre-episode. <laughs> trying to catch up here. Oh, goodness. But anyway, um, I don't even know what I was saying. It's just been a wild week. Your brain hurts. Your liver's crying. And my shoulder's kind of sore from that tumble I took down the mountain. Yeah, I didn't get that, to that, that, story. that three-year-old yeah. you took out. You well, won't even admit it. You no, literally dude. murdered a three-year-old on the bunny slope. She was five, dude. Chill out. But, um... But no, um, we thoroughly enjoy all the conversations that we get all week, and this listener question Great comes save. comes <laughs> comes to us from Pete in Texas, somewhere in Texas. He says it's a big state. It's a big state. Maybe we'll hone in. Maybe we won't. But Pete, thanks for being a listener. Uh, Pete asks, how does a coach who primarily speaks Spanish communicate with players who do not speak Spanish? Well, it depends on what part of Texas Pete lives in. We but don't if, know what time. But <laughs> if you're like in El Paso, you're probably familiar with this situation. Uh, Miami is the gateway of Central and South America. Um, more South America. Um, Pete, I don't know if you've ever been down here, but there are. it's probably more Spanish than it is, uh, you know, American or Caucasian, I guess what you would say. So there are translators that are you know, with the team now, I, majority of the team speaks both languages. So it's, it's kind of, uh, you know, listen to what Diego says. Someone translates it for you, you know, like our, our boy, David Norman Jr. from Canada. I don't know what the Spanish presence is like up there, but you know, uh, that's how you get around that barrier. And it's, you see that a lot, especially in European soccer, just cause you know, so many countries and, and, you know, a, a small, uh, kind of area, so really just translation and soccer is a game or football is a game where, you know, you don't really have to understand everything they're saying. You can get the gist of what they're saying and then, you know, let that impact your play. If you really do need a technical breakdown, there are, you know, uh, translation experts that will give you that. Uh, but overall, I don't think you, there's really going to be an issue with that. I know a lot of the players are, are either learning English or learning Spanish, so you know, this is just one big cultural empanada. All right. You know, at first I didn't know where you were going with that. I, I wasn't sure. And at the end, I still don't there know was where a, you're going I, with I, that. That was the time I thought I got lost. There are translators uh, <laughs> everywhere is what Listen, I'm saying. I'm don't just going to take this over here. I'm going to save this. Pete, there are translators on the field who can translate Spanish to English and English to Spanish. That's what's going to happen. Pretty common out there. I was actually getting my hair cut a few days ago, talking with a dude in the uh, lobby. says his son plays uh, on one of the under, I think it was under 12 teams down here in Miami. And he says his coach is actually currently Spanish and they have translators. So it's pretty common out there. Like Jay said, it's a worldwide sport. So not, not, not to fear, my friend. Um, that the, w- the world is your empanada. The, the world is your empanada. Um, <laughs> which brings us to the end of the show, unfortunately. But without wrapping up here today, we wanted to kind of talk a little bit more about what we have upcoming. All right, pass to me. I was going to let you do this good news. Uh, so, well, you know. I'm I, sharing good news all I day. love this guy. I've had, a, I've had a great feeling about this guy from day one. Uh, I think we've spoken to my soft place for, uh, you know, German Americans. But next uh, episode, we are going to be speaking with Mr. Jerome Kiesewetter. 
who is now going to have to step up into a, a larger role, maybe a little faster than anticipated due to the Julian Carranza injury. But we will be having an interview with him uh, next week. Uh, so it'll be the, either be the following episode or the one after that. We try and give you guys as much news as we can. Depends on how that news drops. And then the following week will be with the Cooligan Soccer Podcast, which is, again, we've mentioned this, but uh, two comedians who run a, a national podcast about all things soccer, worldwide soccer. They've had very reputable people on that show. Uh, they've had soccer stars on that show. So it's going to be fun. They're comedians. I'm sure we're going to laugh a lot, drink a little, probably drink a lot. Good save. But it'll be a, it'll be a good time. So we got some exciting stuff coming up and, you know, this is, it's just snowballing, man. It's really just snowballing. We want to give you guys as many interviews with the players as we possibly can. We want to kind of bring them into your lives and let you get to know this team because uh, we love them right now, but we're going to be freaking head over heels for them as the season's kicking off. you know off what I just remembered? What do you remember? David Norman Jr. got back to us. Oh, yeah. And we've got our David boy, Norman David Jr. Norman Jr. got yeah. back to us. Yeah. If you've been with us since day one, you know that's our boy, so... Hopefully we'll be getting him on the pod. As Jay said, we got a few other player interviews lined up. Don't want to give you guys too much to uh, overload your minds because you got to keep tuning in. That's how you know what's coming up. I don't even care if he's on the reserves to start. I'm getting a David Norman Jr. Shirt, Bro, uh, jersey. He's the man. So getting that jersey. Got a couple hot pods coming up. Uh, I thought this was the hottest pod thus far, but we're gonna keep this ball rolling. Um, and Jay said. On February 12th, we're ripping the podcast with the Cooligans. Just a few days after that, on Three. the 15th, everyone, Jay and myself will be taking a small army over to the west coast of Florida where we will all synchronize, we will all drink, we will all bang drums, we will all get this dub over in St. Pete. We have our first preseason game that is open to the public here. So let us know if you're going to be over in St. Petersburg on February 15th. We're going to be over there. Love to sync with you guys. So just drop us a DM or shoot us an email. I cannot wait. Philly Union, Inter-Miami. First open exhibition match of our club's history. going to be a great time the following week. February 22nd, Tampa Bay Rowdies. I know a lot of people are rolling out to that one as well. Again, we will be with a small army. You can talk to my security guard. He is a three-year-old, and he will punch you in the face <laughs> if he doesn't like the way you're looking at him. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I guess the... the That's the, a the, true story. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a little crazy, man. I mean, when you know, we've seen him running the wall about eight times. You know, He's trying to be a little football player, and I don't mean soccer. I'm trying to get him into soccer. He likes kicking the balls around, but he likes running into things too. Mm. Don't say that too. He's like too a little loud, linebacker. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Anyway, anyway, I think we're Chloe's losing. Chloe's gonna it right murder now. me. I'm sure she is. She listens to this podcast, and I don't want to be you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're losing it here. Um, happy to jump back on the podcast. As always, do follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Drop us an email. Love talking to you guys all week. Every week, come holler at us. I'm Alex. This is Jay. And we're still here kicking. We are. It's coming. It's coming. Before we know it, we're going to be full season swinging. Full season swinging. There you go, dude. There you go, bro. So, it's all right. You know, Three Kings will get you, which. It's like Kentucky accent. Can't wait for that Hefeweizen on. The Heron Hefeweizen. (laughs) We'll be coming out to you soon. 
Anyway, everybody, appreciate for joining us on this week's podcast. We'll be back with you here in about a week's time. Talk to you all soon. Be good. Vamos Miami.